Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we give you soulful sex advice and loving encouragement to create the sexual life you most desire. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you can find our complete podcast archive. We have over 300 episodes awaiting your listening pleasure. And while you're there, sign up for our free online course, The Erotic Essentials. Our free online course can be found at PleasureMechanics.com free. If you love this show and want to support our work, join our inner circle at patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics, where you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and unlock bonus episodes, bonus resources, community conversations, and so much more, and show your support for this show and the work we do to create this free resource for people all around the world. Thank you to the 100 plus patrons already part of our inner circle, and we look forward to welcoming more of you each week as we go forward. All right, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about full body arousal, full body orgasms, full body pleasure, and why this is even thought of as like a foreign concept. How did we get to the place where full body sexuality is something that we even need to encourage you to explore? How did sex become so genitally focused? And how can we all start expanding our experience of pleasure, of arousal, of orgasm, to include every cell, every pore of our being, where it belongs. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) When we think about sex in this culture, we think about genitals. We think about some configuration of genitals with genitals or genitals with orifices, but it is very genital focused. We love to expand the idea of what sex is for ourselves, of what we're doing with our bodies and our lovers' bodies so that we can create more pleasure. Yeah, and the why of this. So why go to full body eroticism? No matter your reason for having sex, full body eroticism will enhance your experience. So if you're in sex for the intimate personal connection, Let's expand that to connect with one another's full bodies. If you are having sex for physical pleasure and gratification, expanding your stimulation and arousal to your full body will give you more pleasure. If you love sex to have orgasms, this is going to give you stronger, bigger, more expansive orgasms. So no matter the reason why you are having sex, this is a good place to explore except for one reason, and this will link to how sex became so generally focused in the first place, reproduction. If the only reason you are having sex is to make a baby, then all you really need is your genitals. And actually, you don't even really need those, do you? All we really need are our sex cells, the egg and the sperm, and a way to get the sperm into the cervix. And more and more with science, we don't even need our genitals to do that. Right. So 
thousands of years of cultural programming has told us that human sex is for reproduction only. It's not for pleasure, it's not for gratification, it's not for intimacy, it's for reproduction. Therefore, the model of sex is penis and vagina, ejaculate into the cervix, make a baby. Humans have sex for so many reasons. Emotional, physical, spiritual reasons, relational reasons, social reasons. And we are far bigger as sexual creatures than the four to six inches of erectile and sensory tissue between our legs. As soon as we admit that we are not having sex just for reproduction, then it makes sense to start thinking about how we have sex, what parts of ourselves we bring to sex, and start expanding our concepts and our practice as sexual beings, right? But all of the cultural conditioning that has trained us to be so genitally focused has given us all a real lack of imagination about what it means to be sexual, what sex looks like, what it can feel like. And we're here to slowly crack open our boxes about sexuality, but also start painting the picture and planting seeds in your imagination so we can all expand. So let's acknowledge that all of us are too genitally focused because of our cultural conditioning. And to expand into full body arousal is vulnerable. It requires trying new things, breaking scripts, and paying attention to our bodies in a new way, which can be challenging, but also super rewarding. So while the things we're going to be talking about in this episode may seem simple, they may not feel easy. And let's be kind to ourselves and patient as we wake up our full bodies as sexual bodies. That will take time, it will take practice. There may be numbness to overcome. Some of us have dissociated from our bodies and numbed out sensation for very good reasons due to trauma or injury in the past. And so waking up the body as a sexual vessel and really expanding into our true capacity as sexual beings for full body arousal and full body orgasm is the work of a lifetime. This is baby steps. It's a slow expansion. And there are many exciting things to discover all along the way. Okay, so let's talk about full body orgasm, full body arousal, and start painting the picture of how we can all start expanding our erotic experience through integrating more of the full body. So what are some of the ways this might look like? One of the ways is something we've talked a lot about before, which is starting sex with full body massage. So on other episodes, we've talked about some of the benefits of starting with full body massage, like relaxation, that bridge from the daily stress into the erotic zone, the level of communication and intimacy you develop with your partner. There are lots and lots of benefits to starting with full body massage, which is why it's one of our go-to strategies. But what are the ways that starting with full body massage helps wake up full body eroticism? What does this do for the sex that might follow? We like to remind people massage can be great foreplay. It's not always foreplay and it's important to hold that um, possibility. But if you start with full body massage and then lead into an erotic zone, what benefits to the eroticism does that massage have? 
Right, so when you're receiving massage, it is going to relax you, it is going to allow you to connect with your partner, it also allows you to begin to pay attention to your body, to all of the sensations within your body, which lays this beautiful foundation for once erotic sensation starts happening, you're already paying attention to the sensation that's flowing through your body. So it is more enlivened, it's more awake, it's more it's more powerful. And that is what can happen. You can just feel the eroticism in your body more powerfully once you've already started to pay attention to what's happening within your body. Right. So massage, there's this physical element of increasing circulation and relaxing the muscles so more blood can flow. And all of that improves eroticism as well. But the key here that you named is paying attention. The skill of paying attention to your body is one of the crucial skills of eroticism that has been lost. We are such a brain-focused culture. We focus so much on our phones, on our devices, on what's going on in our heads. We very rarely pay attention to our body. This is what embodiment is. The ability to experience the world through your entire body and all of your senses. And this is what in Lori Brodo's research about mindful sex, um, we have a great interview with her. Um, she determined that the, one of the primary benefits of teaching mindfulness to women with sexual disorders or sexual struggles is developing the skill of paying attention without judgment. This is the key, right? Because we can pay attention to our body in all sorts of non-loving ways are my belly's too fat and oh when he grabs my thighs my cellulite shaking and my dick's not big enough and my muscles aren't big enough and we can have all sorts of judgments that when we think about our full body as sexual beings we go into judgment and criticism and not enoughness this does not make for full body arousal the key here is paying attention to the full body without judgment and lovingly so that we can feel the pleasure that is available to us. And massage is this beautiful way to do that because it's not as charged as sex. We don't have as many judgments about it. But as our lover's hands start moving around our body, we can feel like, oh, when he needs my thighs, that feels so good. It becomes so much more about the feeling of our body rather than how our body looks or compares to other people. And the feeling of your body, the experience of your body is where the pleasure is. It's not in our mental projection, it's in the experience of the flesh. And massage is a great way to start paying attention to your body and the pleasure that's available for you. So that when you are building arousal, you can notice all of the pleasure that is circulating in your body and expand it rather than narrow your focus just on your genitals and lock into that arousal to try to get orgasm as fast as possible. Right? So this piece about paying attention without judgment, this is a skill of a lifetime. Again, um, we talk a lot about this in the mindful sex course. And I think this is one of those skills that as we develop it, we notice how much it had been holding us back. And sometimes when I talk to people about full body touch, full body massage, the 
the reservations, the protests that come up are so much about body shame, about not wanting to include the full body in the sexual experience because it doesn't feel worthy of being loved. And so we have to think about this. Why don't we include the full body in sex? Why don't we allow our lover to really look at our entire body, touch our entire body, stimulate our entire body, lick and kiss our entire body? What in your body, and this is a great exercise to begin with, what parts of your body are no-go zones? What parts of your body do you allow touch and what parts of your body do you push touch away from? What kinds of touch evoke different emotional experiences on different parts of your body? So how do you feel about your inner thighs, your stomach, your butt, and your genitals, right? Because we do not spare our genitals from our cultural judgments either. Many people refuse oral sex or refuse their genitals even being looked at because they feel so much shame about how their genitals look and compared to, you know, the porn genitals they see. So (laughs) this is, again, what we're talking about when it's easy to say, oh, stimulate the full body and go for full body arousal. But the hard part is being willing to do that, being open to receiving full body touch and experience that as erotic, loving stimulation rather than an emotionally challenging affront to your shame, right? And massage, again, is one of the main places that helped me do this. I had so much body shame. I was just telling this story the other day to friends um, who didn't know that we were body workers. Mm. Um, I think it's so funny. Like parent friends who have only known us as parents don't know about our massage background. But I was saying how I almost didn't go to the first day of massage class because I felt so fat and unattractive that no one would want to partner with me for the exercises. No. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. But I stood in front of that door and it was the shame about my fat and knowing that I would have to reveal my body in the light of day to strangers to touch terrified me. But I got over that shame. I opened that door. I walked into my massage class and I changed my life. Mm -hmm. Right. But receiving loving touch during massage can start you feeling the contours. And so as hands are gliding over the folds of your fat and around your belly, you can start feeling like that's a beautiful part of me and that feels good. And it also feels good to the hands that are touching. And this is a way of repairing the damage our culture has done to our self-image, to how we experience our body. If you experience your fat belly as a burden and as something that you have to like carry with you and it gets in the way of your sexiness, wait till you discover how much pleasure those beautiful soft curves of your belly can give you when touched with love, when touched with reverence and skill and honoring. And this is what starts unlocking the full body as a vessel for eroticism. We can't hold sexual energy. We can't hold arousal in places of our bodies that we hate. It just won't flow there. It doesn't go there. But when we start loving our full bodies and opening up 
and experiencing our full body is integrated, right? That it's not just these like genitals stuck in the middle of a full body that carries you around, you know, it's, we are one being. And when you touch one place, everything else responds. And that fascial movement of the body where it's all connected, I'm getting a little geeky here, but when we experience our sexual body as one vessel and everything is connected to everything else, then our full body can become a container for as much erotic energy as we can generate. And that's when it becomes limitless. Okay. And I just want to add here, when we think about having better sex, one cultural idea or kind of a a focus in the cultural sexual imagination is to keep adding more wilder, crazier sex moves and Mm. toys and positions and all of that and another way to have more amazing ecstatic sex is to do the same old boring thing but pay way more attention and it feels like an entirely different experience because you're going deeper into your body and your sensation so there's a way that doing and i'm just being facetious saying boring old thing but doing what you have done but feeling it more deeply can create just as powerful, if not a more powerful experience of sex that I encourage us all to keep trying. Mm -hmm. And so subtle things can start opening up big sensations as we're paying attention and unexpected pleasure zones open up. So painting again the picture of what full body eroticism can look like, starting lovemaking with full body massage, integrating more full body massage into your relationship, even if it's five or 10 minutes a day or five or 10 minutes twice a week, tiny little moments of massage start thawing out the body and waking it up to pleasure and cumulatively cumulatively (laughs) this adds up so starting with full body massage and then as we start building arousal continuing to stimulate the full body And if we think about sometimes I feel like it's like in the 80s, 90s sex advice, they used to talk a lot about like erogenous zones. And in Cosmo, they'd have maps of different erogenous zones. Your whole body is an erogenous zone. But certain people already have hot spots that are erotically alive for them. Things like the neck, the inner wrist, um, the nipples, These are areas that for some people already have a sexual charge. And so when you're building up arousal, nuzzling into someone's neck and kissing it and biting it might add a huge amount of arousal to the sexual experience. Let's make the entire body capable of adding sensation, adding stimulation, adding intimacy, adding connection right? So as you're thrusting inside your lover and her leg is up on your chest, you might run your tongue on the inside of her ankle and find that one little spot that's going to trigger a nerve ending that shoots an electrical signal to her brain and adds a charge to her arousal. And this is what we need to remember we're doing. We're playing with one another's electrical impulses. Mm -hmm. We're stimulating nerve endings. We're stimulating a mental space to try to create more sexually relevant stimuli. So the relevance here, if you were to just walk up to your wife while she was 
doing dishes and drop to the floor and tickle the inside of her ankle, she might be kind of confused. And that stimulation wouldn't feel very sexually relevant. But given the context of sex and having sex and making love, that stimulation becomes more relevant and the brain then registers it as relevant and says, haha, something pleasurable is happening. I'm adding arousal to my experience. And this is the key to start figuring out how to train your brain to think of more things as relevant. So most people experience genital sensation as sexually relevant, partly because we're told that these are our sexual parts, our naughty parts, our private parts. You shouldn't let anyone see them. And so the cultural conversation about the genitals gives it a huge sexual charge. And in different cultures where different parts of the body have to be covered publicly, things like wrists and ankles can also have this kind of must not be revealed except to your lover kind of charge. And it is, not, it is not a physiological imperative that the genitals are more sexually relevant than the wrist or the elbow or the knee. This is a matter of training and neural pathways that recognize the stimulation as relevant. So if you are in a major car accident and are paralyzed from the waist down and start working with a therapist to figure out how to have a sexuality with no sensation or movement below the neck, they will start working with you to train your brain to feel stimulation on your chin or your neck or behind your ear as sexually relevant. And people can learn to experience orgasm and satisfaction from stimulating the face or the ear because that is what is available to them. You, If you have your full body available to you, you can start training your brain to recognize stimulation as sexually relevant by pairing it with sexually relevant stimulation. So the ankle exa- example, as you're having sex, as you're already in arousal, touching other parts of the body and sending those neural impulses to the brain, start connecting those things, right? This is also thinking about nipples and after breastfeeding, a lot of women feel deadened nipples and they're not sexually relevant anymore. And there's kind of a panic of I've lost my breast sensation and they don't feel sexually relevant anymore. It doesn't make me horny anymore when my nipples are involved in sexual play. And that's because the brain has a new context for that stimulation and you need to remap it as sexually relevant. So how do we do this? What is the practical application of this? What it means is layering more full body touch into the sex you already love. So do the things you already know you enjoy, playing with a vibrator, getting oral sex, fucking, hand sex, whatever that looks like to you, and then start bringing in parts of your body that you usually ignore. This can be self-touch or partner touch, but start stimulating scalp, the ears, the neck, the chest, the arms, the belly, the butt, the thighs, the knees, the calves, the legs, the feet, all of it, right? Start touching more parts of the body while you're doing other things and notice what happens. Notice when it's distracting, notice when it's enhancing, notice if any emotions come up, And again, we're paying attention without judgment. 
right? And that is the practice. That doesn't mean judgments won't come up. It means as the judgments come up, as the distractions come up, the practice is to bring our focus back on the pleasure, bring your focus back to the sensation and notice how your body is responding. And that will give you so much information and slowly start expanding your neural map, your neural pathways of what is sexually relevant to the point where perhaps your husband can initiate sex with a foot massage and that little touch on your ankles reminds your brain of that beautiful orgasm you were having last time he was nibbling there. And then you're back into the erotic zone, right? We are giving the brain an opportunity to expand what it knows as sexual and pleasurable. Yeah? Okay. What are some of the roadblocks that might come up here for people? What are some of the yeah buts we're hearing from you as you're listening to this? So we already named the yeah, but I don't want my partner touching my belly. So try noticing that judgment and talking to your partner. Do you mind touching my belly? How do you feel about my belly? Do you think my belly is as ugly as I do? And then just start doing this lovingly. And this was a major place you and I, because Charlotte loved my belly from day one and she'd want to like rub bellies together and loved cupping the bottom fold of my belly fat in her hands. (laughs) And she used to talk about how pleasurable that little pooch of flesh was. (laughs) And for me, it was really triggering. Um, I came from a childhood where my father was very abusive about my fat body and used to grab my belly fat and shake it. And so when someone touched my belly, I felt violence. And it took a while to recontextualize and accept your loving touch. And it started as kind of distressing. And then it went to neutral. And now it's at pleasurable. Right? So these things don't flip from distressing to ecstatic right away. There's gradient of how our body experiences touch. But we need to give ourselves the opportunity to recontextualize that. Otherwise, I could have gone a lifetime with no one touching my belly. You're not allowed to touch it. Don't go there. And it becomes just a dead zone. But there's a cost to that. And the cost is not just I miss out on all those beautiful belly rubs you've given me over the years. The cost is there's then a disconnect between my head and my genitals. There's this black band in the middle of my body that's like, nope. And when that is healed, then things can flow through the pathways, right? Another protest might be, yeah, but my partner sucks at touching and it doesn't feel good when my partner touches me. And this is just a space where people need to learn more skills. This is a really valuable life skill that there isn't training for. We we aren't learning how to do this well. Um, A lot of people use their hands in fast, quick ways, typing and learning how to really relax the hands. At the end of the day, when you're touching your lover, not a keypad is a skill. It is just something to learn. And this is what we have spent our life doing to (laughs) encourage and create resources for people to learn these really beautiful valuable skills because they are skills Mm -hmm. and you know we athletes practice skills musicians practice skills before you can play beautiful music we understand this in many other areas of life but because we're so fixated on this notion that sex is natural and it just comes easily uh that interrupts the the reality that 
this is another skill that I would like to learn more about and I would like mm -hmm. to get better at and I would like to become more proficient at. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I need to learn some more things. And that's okay. That's not a failing. That's a, a brave act of wanting to improve something that you consider valuable in your life. So yeah, we encourage you to just try and learn skills together instead of naming that you feel like your partner isn't perhaps as skilled as you would like. Perhaps you would like to learn together and try, try maximizing these uh, pleasure giving tools that we have in our hands and in our bodies. <laughs> and this is again, the layers of couples massage as a foundation for your relationship. All of the things we named, another beautiful layer on that cake is using your hands as sexual stimulating tools, learning how to use your hands, learning how to keep your hands relaxed, learning all of the different qualities of erotic touch. You can do that during massage and then map those skills into your sex life. And we have a whole couples massage course. We think it's amazing. Everyone should have it. In the erotic essentials, you get a free chunk of that course and you learn foot massage in the erotic essentials it's totally free pleasuremechanics.com slash free just practice the foot massage tutorial a few times and you will learn not only how to use your hands as tools for pleasure but how to communicate about the kind of touch you are wanting so instead of just being like oh that feels pokey and owie just don't touch me you can learn to say soften your hand a little bit and glide rather than poke. You can learn to say, can you use deeper pressure? You can learn to say, I want a little bit more of a vibration there. You develop a vocabulary for touch so it's not good or bad, it's not a binary, it's how do you adjust to find just right in every moment. And this ability to find what feels just right right now is one of those master level skills that massage unlocks that makes you a phenomenal lover because you can pay attention and you know what feels good based on what you're observing through your hands, through your eyes, through your full body presence, observing your lover's pleasure. Okay, so both sides of this. We need to be able to receive touch and pay attention without judgment. And we need to be able to give touch and pay attention to what we are giving so our touch feels better and better. And our touch feels like a conduit of our love and our intention and our desire to stimulate one another. And it doesn't become fumbly and mumbly and, you know, awkward. A lot of us are awkward with our hands because we've never learned to use them we can unlock all of us the ability to use our hands, use our body, use what we have available to us to give our lover more pleasure. <sighs> the other yeah, but I'm hearing is yeah, but we already touch each other a lot. We hug and we kiss and we give each other a lot of affectionate touch and we hold hands. Does affectionate touch translate into full body eroticism? I think it's a wonderful thing to have included in your relationship. It creates the warmth between the two bodies to set the stage for stepping into more erotic touch when you are both ready. So it's a wonderful thing to absolutely have as a foundation in your relationships, but it is slightly different than erotic touch. So it's also important to um, allow yourself to, to move from affectionate touch to intentionally erotic or sensual sexual touch 
when you want and to know and articulate that they are different. So something that you could do is experiment with that. Like if you think about hand-holding and think about the experience that you've had hand-holding, sometimes it can be incredibly affectionate and sometimes you might have had really erotic experiences of just holding hands or hand touching um it can really be i wonder how many people relate to that how many Mm. people have felt eroticism through touching hands only i'm Mm. not sure oh yes well it can be so enlivening and and so deeply erotic but maybe that's something to experiment with to have move from affectionate touch with each other's hand to intentionally erotic touch and just see how that feels see how that feels different Um, let it be a bridge and just experiment Mm -hmm. with the different qualities of touch that you can share Mm -hmm. and some of those elements of taking it from affectionate to erotic might be things like tease and surprise if you're just holding someone's hand affectionately it's kind of like I'm here we're holding it's mutual it's friendly it's loving eroticism is a little bit more of um a tease and a <sighs> right i think of somebody moving their hands along another hand there's 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 gliding there's it's instead of the like solid touch of holding a hand with love and affection but even that like i might hold a hand and then squeeze it harder mm. and then let it go mm. i might run one or two fingers along the palm until it feels almost like a tickle and then go into a scratch mm. It's a little bit more about giving interesting sensation. Evoking a response might be a good word for it. You want to evoke a pleasure response rather than just an affectionate presence. You're trying to build something. And this is sometimes how I think about the difference between pleasure and arousal. Pleasure is a state of just enjoyment and being in the pleasure and feeling the pleasure. Arousal, I feel like there's an intention to build There's an intention to expand, to excite, to get bigger, to take it somewhere. And when we give erotic touch full body, we can translate from affectionate to erotic through a little bit more playfulness, through a little bit more of a tease and release, through a suspense, through a mystery, um, through texture, through rhythm. We have all of these skills available to us. And I, let's, let's set a challenge. Five minutes just touching one another's hands. Put on some classical music. Maybe Carmina Burana. <laughs> something dramatic. Put on classical music. Bonus points if you can get yourself to the symphony orchestra. That would be awesome. <laughs> and just focus on touching one another's hands and feeling playful and exploratory and see what you can evoke just through hand-to-hand touch. And then we take this to the full body. And so again, it's not just like an affectionate slap on the arm we're running our nails down the inner arm in that sensitive place that's almost never touched and here's another little bonus creases increase pleasure (laughs) this is from chester my wonderful mentor he really noticed that when you touch in creases there's more pleasure there's sensitivity and this is partly because creases cover one and cover the skin right and so those nerve endings don't get touched and so they're not as desensitized 
And so in the fat rolls, in the crease of your thigh, in that inner arm, anywhere that's usually covered and hidden, there might be extra sensitivity. So explore one another's creases. And again, without judgment. So can you let your lover touch your fat rolls with curiosity? What would that look like? Um, what does it feel like? The, the flanks, the sides of the body are incredibly sensitive. So as you're going down on your partner, reach up with both hands and run your nails along the sides of their body. Deepen that to a scratch. Go to a light, gentle, whispering glide. Then clutch them with all of your force, right? So we're exploring that whole range of pressure, of sensation, from light whispering touch to deep scratches. And playing with this whole range is going to open up the eroticism of the full body. And to finish this, we've gone on longer than I think I planned. I want to paint a picture of a full body orgasm. So the experience of full body orgasm can feel a lot of different ways to a lot of people, but the hallmark of it is feeling orgasmic sensation, orgasmic pleasure, head to toe, and sometimes even beyond that. Mm -hmm. So we have relaxed the full body, we have brought attention to the full body, we've brought stimulation and sensation to the full body. And what you start noticing is the pleasure that sexual sensation that usually is located only in the genitals starts expanding and you start noticing sexual orgasmic sensation and energy into the thighs, into the hips, into your butt, into your arms, into your toes, into the top of your head. And for me, the sensation is a circulation. It feels like a streaming where the erotic sensation of that orgasm, that full climactic peak of sensation is radiating and streaming through my entire body and then out. And some people experience this as like a shooting out the top of their head or a streaming out of their feet or radiating from their hands. Um, and in different moments, I think with different intentions, it has manifested in different ways. But for me, I know I've kind of reached that full body orgasmic state when I experience that full body streaming and then the pleasure goes beyond the borders of my flesh. It feels bigger than even my body. And it's lovely. <laughs> and it's not like that. that's what happens every time with every orgasm, right? This is a specific erotic experience that um, you can like set an intention for and specifically seek out. But it's also a capacity that as you develop, sometimes even now when I'm just doing a fast masturbation in front of the computer um, while watching my ethical porn, <laughs> um, I notice in certain places if I'm breathing more, if I'm moving more, I start like feeling it in my toes or I start feeling it at the back of my neck. There's this tingle. So I think as we develop the capacity and the skill set, it starts expanding whether or not we're specifically aiming for that. Do you want to talk about your full body shutters and experiences? Or is that 
That's a bonus episode for the patrons, I think. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a few minutes to talk about Charlotte's full body orgasms because she does this amazing thing with her body. And we're going to put it as a bonus episode for patrons only. We've been doing some of these storytelling episodes. It's been fun over at patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics for as little as a dollar a month. You can unlock ad free episodes, bonus episodes, bonus resources, community conversations and more. And I I am about to interview Charlotte about her full body orgasms just for our beloved patrons. All right. So your challenge for this week is to explore more full body touch, do a little experiment and focus on erotic touch using hands only hand to hand. See how that feels. Let us know any of your thoughts, any of your experiences with this over at pleasuremechanics.com. We love to hear from you. And again, come over to patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics to hear about Charlotte's full body shutters. Oh my. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. All right. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the pleasure mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. <laughs>